0: This is Dr. Mubeen Syed with one more episode of Long Story Short with Dr. Bean from the FLCCC platform. So the discussion today is very interesting. If you have this in your mind, that what is the incidence of death from Omicron compared to its ancestors? Or what is the odds ratios of long COVID from Omicron variants versus the ancestors? What is happening in Vaccinated versus unvaccinated, and finally, what is going on with the patients of cancer or patients of hematology in terms of long COVID? If that is something that you are interested in, then this is the talk that we'll do today, and we'll look at some data. Why did I decide to do this one? I was coming to the FLCCC conference that happened a couple of weeks ago, and one of the audience members of FLCCC and of Dr. Bean, they asked me to ask the doctors over there to figure out that if somebody who is not vaccinated and somebody who is not infected, what are their risks in terms of severe COVID and long COVID? So that was a question and that was very interesting. So I started putting the data together. So here is the discussion today. So the studies that we would go over, first of all, this is the flccc.net or covid19criticalcare.com. And here are various studies. This is the study of long COVID in hematology patients. This is the study of long COVID in cancer patients. This is a study of the post-acute sequelae or the long COVID in patients who were infected once with the virus and then infected again. And what is the risk of or change in risk or odds ratio? Of the long COVID in these patients. Then, from the Office of National Statistics UK, what are the data points for long COVID? And then finally, the risk of long COVID associated with Delta versus Omicron variants of SARS CoV 2. These are the studies. Let's start with my drawings. So, long COVID after Omicron versus its ancestors and the long COVID after reinfection. So, if that is a question, that is in your mind, then this is the discussion. So we'll discuss Omicron ancestors versus Omicron for long COVID and Omicron ancestors versus Omicron for death. We'll also compare Omicron to Omicron. So one infection to the next infection. So the first study, hematology patients. Mortality reduced. So this is the summary of it. Mortality reduced in Omicron era. Long COVID reduced in Omicron era as well. So now the question that will come in your mind will be, is it the vaccinations or is it the community protection, the immunity built up in people, or is it the virus or is it something else? So there may be a combination of things. So let's look at the data. So here we have three comparisons. We have ancestor variant, let's call it Wuhan for the time being. Then we have Delta variant, and then we have Omicron variant. (laughs) ancestor variants have a little beard. And then the Omicron is a little derpy. So mortality, 90 days attributable to COVID with the original ancestor, 42%, with Delta, 9%. So look, we're talking about the mortality in hematology patients. So this is not healthy individuals because 42% is very high, even when the original variant had started. I believe at that time it was 5, 6%. But we're talking about a specific cohort of patients. So this is a comorbidity we're looking at. So it started with 42% from the original variant, Wuhan variant. Then it dropped down to 9% in Delta. And then with Omicron down to 2%. Now this 2% or lesser is actually more common nowadays with Omicron. The only good news is that the cohorts that are included in that are becoming progressively rarer. So more and more folks with comorbidities and less people are impacted, which is a good news. So then the long COVID risk is 46% with the original variant. Again, in the hematology patients, 46% were becoming long COVID. Then with Delta, 35%, not a lot of change compared to how mortality changed. And finally, with Omicron, 14%. So that still is on the higher end, but compare, keep this in mind as well, that the previous studies, for example, from the U.S. Veterans Affairs Hospital, there was a study that said that the incidence of long COVID is anywhere from 7 to 12 or 13 percent. Then there are studies from other countries that showed even up to 34 percent in long COVID. Here we're talking about patients with comorbidities, then developing infection, and then having long COVID and the incidence Is 14%. So that's a lot of improvement. This is the study that I just discussed. If you see May 2023, mortality and burden of post COVID 19 syndrome have reduced with time across SARS CoV 2 variants in hematology patients. This is the data that I just presented. There is a very important sentence in here that I wanted you to kind of read from the document itself, the manuscript. So in their abstract, they say, Given this trend, that is mortality reducing and long COVID reducing in hematology patients, given this trend, we believe clinicians should initiate conversation about risk with their patients on whether to maintain any self-imposed social isolation. This was the question that was asked of me. And here is an answer. Although this answer is in the context of the hematology patients, but if the patient's And the doctors for them are encouraged to have this discussion that, hey, the risk has changed. Then imagine for healthy individuals, that risk has also changed. Then this is the second study. This is the study in cancer patients. Also, this study compared vaccinated cancer patients versus unvaccinated cancer patients in terms of the long COVID. They were not looking at mortality in this one, just the long COVID. And the comparison was they said pre vaccine cohort so these were all the variants before the vaccine started this is february 2020 to november 2020 this was the time frame then ancestors with of the omicron alpha and delta and this was also the vaccine time frame so december 2020 to december 2021 almost a year over a year and then finally omicron december 2021 to January 2022. Overall, so this is now we're talking about vaccinated, unvaccinated, and cancer patients. And overall, long COVID was 16%. Prevalence of the long COVID was the following. So, of course, this pre vaccine era was pre vaccine. So, nobody was vaccinated by that time. And it was 19.1%. Again, could we say this is because of the lack of vaccines? We just saw that the pre-vaccine era or the original Wuhan time was kind of tough anyways on people with the comorbidities so 19.1 percent then came alpha and delta in the alpha delta time this is interesting this is the long covid with vaccine so 16.8 percent of cancer patients who were vaccinated as well developed long covid compare that to 18.3 percent who were unvaccinated So not a huge difference. And then if you see here for Omicron, this is very interesting. Once again, those who were vaccinated, 6.2% long COVID versus 9.4%. However, statistical data was not significant. So if you see their message, this is the study. And here is their finding. And in their finding, they say the prevalence of COVID-19 sequelae was highest in the pre-vaccination phase. The prevalence was similar in the alpha-delta phase, but significantly lower in the omicron phase. And then they talk about the alpha-delta and these phases. Next study. This is also a very interesting study. So keep in mind that you have a slight difference here and a little more difference here for vaccinated versus unvaccinated. But if we go here to this study, you'll actually find that vaccinated actually had a higher incidence of long COVID compared to long unvaccinated. This study is in healthy individuals, healthcare workers, and their long COVID. So here is the comparison. They compared uninfected individuals to pre-vaccine. And this data points, I just left them in there. These are actually from the previous study. The Switzerland study did not mark these dates. However, I think they can help us. But just be aware that this is not from the manuscript. This is just me leaving these dates here from the previous study. So pre-vaccine and then Alpha Delta time 2021 and then Omicron. So there are four cohorts that they compared. And here is what they found. The number of symptoms present after three months, six months and so on. So what they found was that healthy individuals, if you stop a healthy individual and say, Hey, do you have any uh, symptoms of anything, respiratory symptom? 0.39 symptoms per person. Or you can say that out of three people, 1. Point something said, 1.18 said yes. Then in the Wuhan time frame, the symptom set were 1.12. This is again long COVID. So the patient is suffering from long COVID. There are many months after the infection, they still have symptoms. And the number of symptoms were 1.12. Compare that to uninfected with 0.39. So almost three times more symptoms. Then in alpha delta time frame, the number of symptoms were 0.67. So almost one person out of two said I have a symptom. And then in Omicron time, the symptom set was 0.52. These are the mean symptom counts. But here is that something that is interesting. In unvaccinated, in Omicron time, the number of symptoms was 0.36. This is unvaccinated omicron healthcare workers who got Omicron infection, 0.36. Compare that to uninfected with who were 0.39 and compare that to those who had one to two vaccinations, 0.71. Look at this number of difference between them, almost double. And those who had more than three or more. That means they had boosters as well, 0.49, so more. So this study actually shows that in the Omicron time, vaccination versus unvaccination actually did not have any effect. Actually, if you look at it, vaccination kind of had a negative outcome. Again, this could be said that, hey, they may have a difference in their health or comorbidities, but please mind it, these are all healthcare workers, and they were rather younger, So I'm not sure how much of this could be just attributed to the cohorts themselves. So this study researchers made an interesting point, and that was this one. Vaccination before Omicron BA1 infection was not associated with a clear protective effect against long COVID in this population. It is interesting for me, if I looked at it, I would have not just said it is not clearly protective. I would have said vaccination was What, what would we say? Less protective? It's not even protective. There is more incidence here in vaccinated compared to unvaccinated. Unvaccinated seem to be more protected compared to the vaccinated. Anyways, this is how they articulated it. And there is another important sentence that I think is interesting to read. After Omicron BA1 infection, the estimated mean symptom number was 0.36 for unvaccinated individuals Versus 0.71 with one to two vaccination and 0.49 with three and plus. Very interesting. So, previous infection with pre Omicron variants was the strongest risk factor for long COVID among our healthcare workers. So, if you see here, vaccination was one interesting one, but if you see the previous infections with the ancestors of the Omicron were stronger points for the incidence of long COVID compared to Omicron. Interesting to me is that infection with Alpha Delta, even then that infection had lesser incidence compared to one to two vaccine dosage. So that was interesting. Now let's just quickly review the Office of National Statistics, UK and their data points. So this is the new onset self-reported long COVID after coronavirus and reinfection reinfection in the UK. So this is somebody who had the infection and then had the infection. And now what was the incidence of long COVID after one infection versus what was the incidence of long COVID after two infections? So let's look at this. 4% of adults age 16 years and over and 1% of children and young people age 2 to 15 years reported having long COVID 12 to 20 weeks after a first coronavirus infection from 1 November 2021. So what is interesting in here is the prevalence of long COVID in the November 2021 time frame, 4% and 1% in children. Among those who did not report having long COVID after a first infection, so somebody got infection, did not have long COVID, got reinfected. This time, 2.4% of adults and 0.6% of children had long COVID. And then they say after adjusting for factors related to the risk of both COVID-19 reinfections and self-reported long COVID, the odds of new onset self-reported long COVID among adults were 28% lower after a second COVID-19 infection compared to the first one. And then they say similar differences in adjusted odds between first and second infection were observed when focusing on new onset long COVID that limited daily activities. So made a person bedridden, for example. But at lower levels of prevalence, 2.8% of long COVID, disabling long COVID with the first infection versus 1.6% of disabling long COVID or limiting daily activity long COVID, 1.6% after the second infection. And then 0.6% and 0.4% in children. So that's very interesting. For me, what is interesting is that 4% and now in the reinfection, which is going to be Omicron, 2.4%. So that's good news that long COVID incidence is dropping. Now, is that the, the immunity that has developed? So is this because of the immunity that we all have developed or is it because of the Omicron that is becoming weaker or more human friendly? Is it both? Is it more than that? So that is an interesting thing to observe. And finally, this study, risk of long COVID associated with Delta versus Omicron variants of SARS-CoV-2. I just want to quickly read a part over here, this part. Among Omicron cases of 56,003 people experienced long COVID, that is 4.5. So 2,501 cases had long COVID out of 56,003, that is 4.5%. So see, this is also a very similar number as the number we just saw from the ONS UK, 4.5%. Among Delta, it was 10.8%. So we're going up towards the ancestors. So 10.8% versus 4.5%. Omicron cases were less likely to experience long COVID up for all vaccine timings. And this is all vaccine timings with an odds ratio ranging from 0.24 to 0.5%. However, once again, I'll also keep the Switzerland study in mind as well. We had insufficient data to estimate the odds in unvaccinated individuals just because the number was reduced. And overall, we found a reduction in odds of long COVID with the Omicron variant versus the Delta variant 0.24 to 0.5. Now, keep in mind that when they say that for all vaccine durations, that just tells you that, look, it's actually very interesting for me to see. Six months and more vaccine, the odds ratio is 0.26. So that is 26% similar and 74% improved for long COVID. Compare that to within three months, 0.5, that is 50% similar. Three to six months, 0.24. So the data is just kind of all over the place. However, from all of these studies, however, with all of these studies, what is interesting is that with Omicron, the incidence of death and long COVID has reduced. And here we just reviewed how much reduced. So with this, thank you very much for listening in and I would see you next time.